What's up? Hi, Jasmine. What's up, Amber? Hi, Jen. Hi. We're going to officially introduce Jen, but I also want to start us off with this weekend we went to Broccoli City Festival. Mm -hmm. All of our lives have been made different and possibly whole because we were in um, arm's reach of Solange's Twist Out. Yeah. <laughs> Which was still sitting on a rainy day, bitch. There, the air was moist, and Solange just still gave us everything she came there to give. Um, read everything, you know. Um, there was <laughs> a lot of bounce <laughs> in that hair. Yes. Um, the turtleneck perfectly quaffed. Mm -hmm. um, pants, flawless. Trombones. Trombones! Um, trumpet. <laughs> Point. Choreo <laughs> on the choreo. Point. The choreo was, was on like, point. It bitch. was a mix between a Gladys Knight and the Pips meets Southern University battle of the bands against Jackson State, the Sonic Boom of the South. Like it was just <laughs> meets the art kids. Meets Southern realness, mm -hmm. black perfection, excellence, <laughs> divine. Yeah. God is a black woman. Just all mixed in there. And making sure that one, that my niggas is woke. And two, understand that we about to get down. Cause I'm opening for the Ray Shrimmer right yeah. now, just to be clear. Following 21 Savage, bitch. Following Ray Shrimmer was last. 21 Savage, yes. who I saw come through in a red crown Vic. It was <laughs> all my hood nigga dreams. Great. Personified. Perfect. Perfect. Let me just say, Lil Yachty's skin, perfection. I knew Figure. it was. I knew it would be. It's. Jill, <laughs> like, I guess that one. <laughs> Y'all. That title HD told me that shit <laughs> would be popped out that van. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it's Lil Yachty. <laughs> I said that because I was like, damn, this nigga skin is just. That's beautiful. what Joe Button was really mad. Just so upset. Yeah, he's just like your skin's too gray and you're dark as fuck. That skin is and you have sit. no talent. <laughs> he's 19 and his skin is just head. gonna sit right there solidly till mm -hmm. he's like 64. At least just gonna sit. Gonna be spot. looking like Peter. Like, like you, you're meant to marry a supermodel at some point. Yes, looking like soil. Look like things to grow out of it Pennies and flourish and thrive. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I didn't even not even on some like fetishization or like a attractiveness to Lil Yachty. I'm cool with it. I'm literally just this skin though. Well, who else? I'm just thankful for those. The dancers look great. The dancers, I thought they were adorable. And I'm like, it's the requirement Solange's to be like... Dancers. Yeah, Solange's dancers are all lean and like goofy. But they all hit their dance moves of course. perfectly. I mean, she's still Beyonce's little sister. <laughs> she ain't playing. And she somebody, came out and they was playing off too. She was like, oh. Oh, no. Y'all gonna have to turn my mic up. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> and I love Solange because at one point they messed up her music. And she literally is hitting this and she rolled her eyes like niggas. Yes. What did I tell you in New Orleans? And then we shared a moment. I was bopping to Salon. Mm -hmm. And she looks me in the eye and she goes, I see you, mama. Yes. yes. Exclusive, exclusive. Bless. <laughs> it's gonna, it was great. I had a damn good time. Yeah. I can't wait. So shout out to Claudia for making it possible. She was one of the coordinators. I went with Renee. 
Gloria, Elizabeth, and so Melissa. Great. We had the best time. It was y'all. so fun. I had such a good time. And luckily, the Broccoli City is lit. I feel like everyone who's a part of it, I got to meet the guy who created his name is Brandon. And he was just so happy to be in DC. Like, mm-hmm. he's so happy to be doing the work that he's doing. He's so happy that he can have this amazing concert for black people, by black people in across the Anacostia River in D.C., which is where we currently are filming blah, 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 blah. <laughs> with the God Jen show. If you're only on Northwest, you're doing this shit all wrong. If you don't know what Mumba Sauce is. If you don't know who Marion Barry is, you are doing the shit wrong. The hope and the trash. The bitch sent me up. <laughs> so we gonna hop in. We have such a great Marion Bird. Marion Bird. I love when they I start talking about Marion Bird. Talk about. So I messed around so and talked to a dude who was like, "Oh, Marion Bird, the reason why I was born." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you can see for real, yeah. huh?" I got a job through Marion Bird. My mom got a job. We worked at the summer team program. He was handing Watch out jobs. Yeah, you. No, a nigga ain't playing about this DC shit when they start talking about working for Marion Barry. Love it. I'm, I'm here for a legacy of a complicated black person. I honestly, because white, I mean, white people are literally allowed to live a million different lives and nobody says shit. Triumph and tragedy is a part of the human experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can't be perfect all the time. I don't know how Barack Obama did it, but <laughs> well, well, you know, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. They already talking about cutting this nigga benefits because how much he charging for these speeches. Girl. Man, Obama gonna be walking down Connecticut Avenue talking to himself, going back and forth because there ain't gonna be no kind of VA or nothing. We're gonna be our first and only black president, Lord. I just, Mark Lamont Hill gonna start a journey to like pay for a gravestone to Mark Brock Obama's grave or some shit. Him and Tallahassee Coast. Well, he died homeless. <laughs> In Detroit. The hidden president, bitch. <laughs> I mean, we ain't gonna have no senses. Why would we have a pause? We'll get there. Man. We will get there. <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the South. And you are listening to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. Nope. Another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I go on and on, and I know you bitches mad that I last this long. I've been setting the tone for the baddest bitch. How you compare a PC when I've been mapping shit? Yeah, I'm getting money out the country. First class for my whole team. Yeah, you acting like you never heard me say. You know the shit ain't free. I got niggas that I made break bread for. It. I got fuck boys mad cause they never saw it. He in the trap house, fucking trying to get me to his crib. Nigga, yeah, uh, I got it all right now. <laughs> That's the intro. That's all it is. Now we can talk about what.
whatever the fuck we want. Uh, God bless Barack Obama. Um, yes. Ain't nothing gonna happen. He ain't gonna be walking down the street. No, he'll no, be no, good. No. Don't That's, have y'all mamas writing letters. We only treat we writers like that. that. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we only treat like the renaissance niggas in such a manner. Not I the mean, ones who climb to the top of upper epsilon. You know, when we think about the first though, we kind of, you know, them niggas do be having some tragic ass <laughs> like unless yeah even gifted hands is having a little tragic of an ending I hope he dies <laughs> he should have got caught up in that elevator his ass got stuck in no I don't I care I they could rescue him but still let his ass stay in there a day or so see how he feels when he gets out <laughs> he gonna be coming out like black lives matter <laughs> Ben Carson will be a little bit slow and be like, black lives do matter. <laughs> so, y'all, we're in Northeast. We are not at the not Black Joy. We're in Southeast. Sorry, right. Southeast. Get your quad right. right. My bad. And if you hear some background noise, just know, look, we just travel to living rooms. We ain't trying to go to no studios. We nah. trying to be comfortable. I ain't got time for nobody talking about you can't light that up in here and all that <laughs> stuff. God uh, can y'all be a little quiet? There's too many people in the studio. <laughs> only three of us it's only three what? of us we just sound like a lot of black people at once dealing with the we sound like thunder day. roll a thunder hear my cry <laughs> yes so we're visiting we're um visiting jen stowe who is joining us on the black joy mixtape this week um say What's hi up? to the people hi people <laughs> <laughs> jen stowe is one of our really great friends of course we'll go into some crazy ass fucking story about how we met i'm sure at some point yeah i i feel like i jen stowe is one of those kind of like everybody who's ever been on the show like there's just specialness with them and i met jen stowe at black girl magic headquarters with jessica bird mm-hmm. and uh, we were just like hey black girl and we worked at the same place yes and then it was just instant from there because when you work at nonprofits, finding a black face amongst the i mean yeah i was part of the welcoming committee yes yeah. it was one of those moments where like so like i'm being taken through the tour mm-hmm. and you come up on this person and they're like oh we got another black girl I'm like <laughs> yeah like that kind of shit but it's great yeah, so my story of meeting Jen Stowe. So I lived with Amber. I've told y'all this. Yes. I would, Amber would have these conversations with, oh, I'm talking to Jen Stowe. And that's how Amber, like, pretty much introduces everybody. Like, you already know them. <laughs> she doesn't really say more. It's kind of like how the mixtape goes. All of a sudden, you hear a voice, and then she'd be like, oh, you know them, chill. Right. So and you'll love then, them anyway. Right. So then just months go by. And I'm visiting Gloria in New York City for 4th of July weekend. Gloria, my love. Yes. Hey, Gloria. And it just so happened that Jen Stowe had a wedding that where her housing got mixed up, right? It did, and I was thankful. (laughs) (laughs) So she ended up crashing at Gloria's, too. And that's how we formally met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we had the best, the best time. Day. We played songs. Yeah, we like drank. It was amazing. <laughs> and Jen is a mama. So yeah. even your like Gloria, I'm like, oh, I know two moms here. Yes. Know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go forth and raise your beautiful babies together. Yeah. And we're at Jen's house because we're modeling with supporting a single black mama looks like. Hey, man. Change location. Change location. Why are we going to have a mama driving all the way to the Northwest? No, ma'am. 
over this show with 35 listeners. Like, you know, <laughs> we done came up with that, nigga. Did y'all pay that sound class? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anything can happen. Anything. Anything. Y'all, my phone got a crack in it. So, uh. Hit that PayPal. Y'all might want to hit it. Because uh, tragedy has struck, my nigga. Yes. Poverty. Yes. So, we going to hop in. We going to hop in. New Moon, y'all. This is a very blessed show. Abundance. Abundance and growth. You are the universe. So this month, you know, we kicked it off with um, the story of abortion story featuring our dear friend, Michelet the God. Mm -hmm. And um, this month we're focusing on creators. Creators. All All of them. All kinds of creators. Michelet is a creator. Yeah. Jen's a creator. Jasmine and I, we birthed in this little baby mixtape. Yep aunties whatever so we're continuing with that thing this series will have folks who are doing dope as campaign work yes. we're talking about dope trans activists we're yes. talking about yes. radical queer folks just all the creators may what, what are we may to june may to june it's going down this is our Why show not? we do what the fuck we want yep. and y'all love it yeah <laughs> So we're going to also wax these headlines for you, even though we fucking hate them. And as you know, um, Donald Trump fucking lost his mind this week. Again. Again. All right, let's do it. White people have no self-control. Goddamn, goddamn. So this week, we're focusing really on the Apprentice White House edition. You know, we had some firings this week. So we're going to go through them. Yep. It's kind of crazy. Because you know, that's all he know how to do is fire people. He he got way more firings than he do appointees. I mean. He done doggone got second runner-ups and jobs, more jobs than the appointees he was supposed to the offices he has empty. I'm Where are all these people coming from? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know anybody was still working at the White House besides him and like Carrie Ann Conway. That's your shit. So like this shit is crazy. So the news broke this week that James <laughs> Comey, um, the FBI director, yeah. with zero credibility as Max <laughs> Waters, Max telling you hoes, how in the fuck we supposed to trust this nigga to do the investigation but when no he is the problem? So James <laughs> Comey. Um, was fired and Politico says that when he nine um, Trump finally pulled the trigger Tuesday afternoon pulled the trigger so violent I know you know white writers <laughs> after a while that's the next thing I mean hello it's too soon Stop. can I say that I, if you are lying will be it will be determined by history it's future okay exactly yeah mm-hmm. so basically um when donald trump did decide to finally fire james like we knew what's going to happen because he's investigating the russians and even though he's probably doing the job half-assed they said he sent his longtime private security guard to deliver the termination letter in a manila folder to the fbi motherfucking headquarters who did the the scene who who shot it who gonna edit that who gonna be dramatic music with it. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. Look. So literally, he didn't even call James in for a meeting. He was just it like, it was so dramatic. Letterhead, you're gone. Yeah, I and think James why. was somewhere else. He, <laughs> yeah. he was on giving a speech as he found out. Yes, that is very true. He was absolutely on the job yeah. when he got fucking fired. Trump. Someone had to wave him in. <laughs> hey, bro, this ain't you no more, fam. Go find your day off. They caught you stealing boxes, bruh. <laughs> 
Man, y'all, Trump is doing exactly what he's experienced with doing, telling people what to do, mm-hmm. the executive order. Clear his focus. Um, he definitely knows how to not give people what they deserve despite knowing he owed them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he also just... Just fires, folks. That's, that's what he. That's it. That was his catchphrase before we ever met him. Just so we're clear, you all do remember that, right? The whole "you're fired" situation that became a phenomenon when we didn't know he was going to be the leader of our free world. Yeah, that one. Constantly um, tweeting untruths. Yeah, the thing I love. So shout out to one of our listeners and one of my friends who I call my cousin Christopher Banks, who said, "Can you imagine getting somebody a job and then they fire you?" Because um, the FBI director was also the person who sent out the tweet right before the election, talking about Hillary, Hillary Clinton Clinton's. Um, emails, mm-hmm. and they were saying that this was unprecedented because. Um, the FBI should not be talking about anything regarding the election before a decision is made because it could potentially sway that election. So I'm like, this is exactly... This is, like you said earlier today, Jasmine, this is not just um, an illusion of fascism. It is. It is. And if anybody thinks that Trump has any alliance allegiance Never. to them. They are absurd. Paul Ryan thinks he's safe. Like it's obvious that there are a lot of people in this administration who assume that Trump has good intentions or assumes that he at least got their back. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like none of y'all safe, especially if he thinks that you aren't quote unquote loyal to him. Like that's a foundation of right. fascism. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta it's agree so with su- me subjective. by to the T or you're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we had Sally Yates gone, mm-hmm. um, who was questioning the government. Right. And it's it's pretty dangerous it's to not dangerous. be surrounded by anyone who is actually there to do their job, but just there to support you in whichever way you usher us. And somebody who isn't even going through the motion of making sure our government is robust. Mm-hmm. So we haven't even completely uh went through a budget process right nope. but he's just decided not to appoint key positions because i mean hey i ain't gonna fund them anyway but like it's like no you can't do that mm-hmm. and the fact that we aren't the mainstream media is just allowing him to constantly fire people and there are there are already not enough people in positions in the first place mm-hmm. it's pretty startling it's very mm-hmm. <laughs> so even um going the thing that i think is even more scary or scarier than James being fired is that this other no-name nigga... <laughs> I need to stop calling these white people niggas, but I feel like I'm Why? Just, why? Okay, fair. Um, so Y'all other, better not say that. No, yeah. Y'all not the homies. It's just like, I'm black and I can do and say what I want and I speak the way I want to speak. Why are we doing this now? I don't know. We, this show has been going on 25 I tracks. just don't. <laughs> I have a thing around calling white niggas, people niggas. I feel niggas, like niggas is my thing. Niggas come in all oh. shapes, sizes, <laughs> races. And like, all I'm saying is if you a nigga, you a nigga. Yes. And nigga is as nigga does. <laughs> And I'm not about to out here be telling y'all the difference between good black people and niggas. Look, y'all niggas to me. (laughs) Y'all. Until all my niggas is free. All my niggas is my niggas and all you niggas that ain't, ain't. Okay, Jasmine. (laughs) So, 
This regular degler ass white name, John John Thompson. John Thompson. But you really need no to be concerned. Right. Just like your parents had no fucking No imagination whatsoever. Like, can we get like a Jonathan with a different spelling? Like just John Thompson? Says the people by the names of Amber, Jen, and Jasmine. But my middle name is My middle names are Liz. <laughs> My mom was like, you can get a job and you can still be one of the homies. <laughs> Just so you know. We came with a real deal over here. Let them find out you got a second middle name. Right. <laughs> Our parents are still baby boomers, but they were still black as fuck, though. <laughs> My middle name is Jure. Like, get out of here. I'll tell y'all one, Monique. There's actually a second one. <laughs> My middle I- name is Unlit. It's uh, Olivia. That's a beautiful. Oh, so Olivia. Yeah. But I will say, my mom. She look like a little old Olivia. Right. But my sister's lie. name is Johnisha. I mean, they, they came around. Yeah, my little sister's name is definitely Devonna with a random capital letter See? in that mouth. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Yeah. So, I'm the only child. So awesome. Okay. <laughs> it probably would have got wild, y'all. I was almost Trina. That's lit. Yeah. It's the best. I, mean, I love Katrina. I see I ended up a bad bitch, so here I am. Ashe. So, regular degler ass John Thompson, the thing you need to be more concerned with is that he is the director of the U.S. Census Bureau. And he is... The census that's not counting trans folks in 2020. Which we told y'all about a couple of weeks ago that they were literally trying to wipe off the questions around trans people to not document them. But the plot fucking thickens. Yep. John was is stepping down next month after being grilled by the congressional spending panel <laughs> about spending too much money to get his job done of making sure that he counts all of the Americans who are in this country. So basically they was like, so John, what happened to the stopwatches we said we was going to get? What's this about computers and volunteers <laughs> Why do you and hiring? <laughs> Why do you need pencils? Why do you need notepads? Why do you need walking shoes? Why does this cost money? Why are we spending... I mean, because... Black people population down to like two percent. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> so the census, why make this an effort? Yeah, essentially that's why he's stepping down. <laughs> so if those of you who are are not familiar with the census, I'm very familiar because my I literally used to watch the census people come down my block I would and watch. They pay you well. Yeah, yeah, they pay you well, and I would watch black people literally go into their house to avoid them, even though it was a. Just a simple questionnaire. Feds. Yes. Here come the feds, niggas. I have definitely gone through trainings for the census. I've have never you? been deployed. Wow. But even the training, you get you paid. You get paid. Like, really? You make a, a grip. Good, yeah. I remember and that being a thing. Not only that, so then my cousin, when I was little, though, she worked for the census. Not little. I was a teenager. And, like, one day, for whatever reason, maybe she had to watch me or something. I don't know. But I ended up basically going with her to the census, and I'm in the middle of a boat in Mississippi in these grassy knolls where homes used to be. Yeah. No, they they were gone. (laughs) Well, according to sciencemagazine.org, because the census involves science... (laughs) to count people is a data source so you kind of have to know how to do that um without basically they're upset with him because the census is um the budget came down and he's requiring a lot more money than what they were originally given to actually conduct the census well 
because we are now financing Marcelago trips as well as multiple homes and then the traveling president that's going to continue traveling this yes. summer mm-hmm. despite all his school-age children being out you know yeah. there's just and this war that's this brewing. war that's brewing that's yes. all we paying for <laughs> So, without a financial ramp up, they're asking for more money. However, census officials will not be able to vet all of the new systems planned for 2020, which they are pushing back against this man because he wants to test the computers to make sure we don't have a defiance RIP scandal. Um, and any um, stumbles will li- likely cost the government a lot more money to fix down the road. So he is asking for more money to do this. And the last point I just want to make around this before we roast the fuck out of this firing is that this guy who is stepping down, John, is like, so just so we're clear, I have some recommendations on who y'all get to fill this spot which this is what we need to be looking forward to is who will actually be taking up this role. He says, so the new director needs to be someone with strong management and scientific skills. Yes, because they're talking about moving the census to the internet. And call centers. And call centers. Now, this is just after the FCC announced plans to roll back net neutrality that makes the Internet even harder for folks to access, especially people in rural areas who don't even have the lines Mm -hmm. down to have access to the Internet. Mm -hmm. Dial-up still exists in a lot of places. Yes, it does. So they are literally proposing plans in which to create like a system of hierarchies around our Internet. So... When we're talking about the census, we're talking about not about documenting people's existence. Right. And suddenly, if we if we don't have a system anymore, we are systemically wiping people out. Yes. And without counting people, what we also talked about with the census is the census helps us to create policies for folks. Yes. And if we don't have an account of who's there, then we can't um, create policies no to protect programs. them. Indeed. And in addition to that, you... Um, it helps you to create money, too. It's like a funding mm-hmm. mechanism. Yes, yeah. And it's how our district lines are drawn. Mm-hmm. So where yeah. we vote matters because where you vote is also where you can run. Mm-hmm. And if they draw the lines in a way um, that maybe... Um, and like the way Northwest is drawn matters because if Northwest is just drawn to incorporate Shaw and its demographics are changing very rapidly um, and you don't have black people a part of it, you don't have low income people a part of those districts, then those people also can't run and win those areas because they don't have the support to run and win. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if we talk about it as a regional issue, the ARC, the Appalachian Regional Commission, for instance, is being defunded, right? Or it's going to lose significant funding. If we aren't counting people in places like Central Appalachia, we don't we don't have to study the impacts of uh, the coal industry being boosted up because mm. the EPA is no longer in existence. They're about to wipe so us then, away, right? right. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about more than just black, queer, trans folks. Like, like mass the toothless sixty three percent is about <laughs> to be systemically wiped out through a very <laughs> intricate. Through a very intricate matrix that won't even say that they were here mm-hmm. at some point. Does that make sense? We're going to go from like 13% of the population to like, they were like, niggas Two. were never here. Two. 2%. Yeah. So if if that's the case, then like, what type of conspiracies? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, 
what type of conspiracies are created, what. It's a shit show, y'all. Pay attention, look alive, goddamn. Look alive, please, Because if he puts something, if he does a situation like with the EPA where he puts someone over the senses who doesn't fucking like science, then we're all going to be screwed. So, yep. look alive. It's very sad. It's always depressing to talk about. But we these do white have folks. <laughs> so much power, y'all. We got so much power. We count yourselves. Yes, count your goddamn <laughs> self. I feel like Facebook about to wipe out the census anyway. Goddamn. Number one, number two. Alright, <laughs> y'all love y'all and Anne Frank. I suggest y'all getting y'all Anne Frank on yep. and start documenting your niggas. Yeah. Get your. I know some black people that documented themselves and their people just to get your get your boys on get your write your birthdays in the family bibles do just all that get shit get the family bible back out you know <laughs> stop going to the hospital to get I your baby I don't know when I was born all. but the flower the lavender was a blue <laughs> the lavender smelled great <laughs> the sun was hot and the season was hot so write down your birthdays in the family bible get you some turmeric Lucy, the oldest black woman in, in, in the world. They gonna find y'all. My y'all gonna y'all be in the Watch the Throne Ass Museum like I was here. I was, I like, was here. A corner of that motherfucker gonna live. <laughs> like they gonna dig part of that motherfucker up and be like, what's under this golf course? It's a pyramid of sorts. It's upside down. Did the Egyptians come to America and no. build another pyramid? Oprah built this. <laughs> you remember Oprah? Remember Barack Obama? <laughs> this shit ain't funny, but you know what I was thinking about? But the earth is old, y'all. The earth is old. Like, one thing about all of this stuff that gives me a little hope is if you think about the age of the earth and just how many iterations and how many empires and how many people, how many species it's seen, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> y'all got lazy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all trying to doggone imperialize Mars. Like, yeah. y'all have lost it. I know Your earthlings. Want- y'all ain't even figured that this out yet. Like, I don't understand how you think you gonna master Mars. Yeah. <laughs> y'all really don't have... Y'all barely got recycling down. Right, y'all. Like, y'all hardly know how to grow a fruit and vegetable. So, like, I don't know what the fuck y'all, y'all gonna do on the planet with no oxygen. Y'all like, find DJ Khaled ding, uh, green flowers special. Like, yeah. that is a practice that we all should be doing like they give us so much yes (laughs) but i find it i was thinking about this because the women's march sent out another pledge and petition while like donald trump is literally erasing the senses as we know it and you know so i was thinking about how what if like abolitionists like were only on some pledge and sign on shit like these white people had to go to war to get us out of enslavement like and y'all are doing (laughs) the bare minimum like we're making jokes about coming up with alternative systems like turmeric and counting your cycle but do you think that this power is going to transfer over peacefully Mm -hmm. like it's not y'all gonna have to be more creative than this you're you're gonna have to step up from behind there was a whole war a whole ass war 
To end enslavement. To end enslavement of people. And coming up with campaigns that are just focused here. Yeah. Because this is a global issue. Um, So we got whole ass people living in unions in Europe, right? Like there is a global white supremacist regime that is happening. And if we aren't having conversations in these mainstream organizations about the impacts of imperialism, as well as global white supremacy, then like y'all can't even get privilege rights. So I don't even know if y'all can handle like what happens around the world. Happy meal safety box (laughs) to teach y'all this shit. Y'all got to speed up. Like, we going to have to give y'all the expedited course. Quit being racist. Follow black women. We'll tell y'all more in the car. Shut the fuck up and get in. Amen. <laughs> so, moving, moving right along. Jen is here with us again. Jen Stowe, the God. And you went to a HBCU, correct? I did. I went you, to Howard. Yeah. You went to Howard. So, mm-hmm. I just want to give it up. And this is... Uh, that's the last you, time we gonna give it up yeah this is the only time I'm gonna give it up because y'all's presidents is tripping <laughs> I just wanna give it up for the graduating class of Bethune Cookman University class of 2017 for holding it the fuck yes. down as Betsy Betty with the bad grades and the state job <laughs> tried to ruin y'all's commencement I am sorry but if y'all didn't bring it back, bring back the great tradition of Showtime at the Apollo <laughs> by booing the fuck Look, out of this woman, so my God. Be clear, the band, the the cheerleaders, <laughs> the the majorettes, they all know about turning their back on a nigga when they playing some shit that they don't want to hear. Like, they, they are prepared. So they was just waiting for their time to turn their back. Yeah. Because all of these protests, all of these petitions just ain't working. They should have done a swag surf. <laughs> I would have been the nigga who snuck in a beach pill and was like, let's get it, y'all. Dad. Just start jujuing all over the beat during that speech. Mail my degree, y'all already mail these motherfuckers. And then that, so that's what I'm confused about. So y'all mean to tell me y'all have the ability and capacity to print out all them degrees right. for the they day lie. of graduation? They lie. Howard barely but, had a registration. But for y'all classes. ain't even got registration. Like Please. y'all's priorities is all wrong. All like wrong. Fred Sam, like that dude trying to do his best Fred Sanford impersonation. You big dummies, you think you're doing something by booing this good white lady? You got another month thing coming. I see you, Miss Alice. Alright, let this good white lady talk. A, a good Uncle Ruckus meets Fred Sanford. How would Howard would have handled this if you were a student, Jen? No, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I might say no comment. It's a little too I don't know if they would turn their backs. Mm. I hope that they would, but I, I think I was disappointed that there wasn't more turn up. I'm thankful though when old dude said choose a side niggas chose yeah chose so well absolutely walk out yeah he was like you gotta choose what direction you wanna go and they're like well we're pretty sure that this isn't it we're going the freedom direction we're gonna go with liberation ain't you waiting on her to call y'all back about y'all money that y'all ain't about to get where's the check (laughs) that was in the executive order why y'all giving what'd you say why y'all giving out honorary degrees and not all your programs are accredited you ain't even got a PhD program no PhD program they gave her PhD they went and down what? to I don't know. They went down at a Dollar Tree, <laughs> got them some tickets, got some Crayola markers, and put Betsy Davos in participation of a PhD, a program of Child. we give it. To but the real question somebody. is, did she even know what a Bethune Cookman was? No. Did she even know who Bethune <laughs> no. Cookman no. is? 
Did she even Mary know McLeod. that? Right. Did she even know who Mary McLeod Bethune? She was? I'm looking at the picture like I thought that was uh Mary Anderson or you know I, Mary, Mary Anderson. You get my whole lot. I'm. So I heard Harriet Tubman University was lit. <laughs> I would just like to well, thank you for inviting me to Harriet yeah. Tubman University. I'm very honored and pleasured to be here. I'm so thankful that Frederick Douglass was one of the first graduates of the <laughs> university. As one of your alums said, W.E.B. Du Bois. <laughs> She's just making up shit. But shout as out to them. Yeah, as, as the former Dean Martin Luther King. <laughs> the first. The I'm first. just really blessed to be Martin Luther. In this in the space. But them students did try. We gotta stop roasting them. I know, right? I know no, what HBCU no. means historically. African. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, be uh, black. It's okay, right? I can say it. I can say black. Okay. Yes, that's what it means. All right. But I was proud of those students. It takes because I think that what we're seeing, specifically which with HBCUs, which is odd, is that older black people are using young people as if we have not made decisions about what our politics are Mm -hmm. about how we want to show up in this space and you're literally forcing something on us that we said we did not want at the very least we can get a different commencement speaker at the very least at the very least we are we're aware of what of the time that we're in we understand that our president is actively trying to kill us and don't act like this university wasn't created because there were no schools Mm -hmm. created for black people when they were emancipated mary mcleod organized the fuck out of donors went all over the south to raise money to start this school Mm -hmm. and to just (laughs) have this woman just come in and just obliterate or at least attempt to obliterate this legacy because you worried about a budget. Right. Yeah, it's even more disrespectful <laughs> than her coming to Howard, you know, because that school started by a white man. There's not that many HBCUs that were started by black folks. And, and a so, black woman at that. A right. black woman. Right. Well, that, that black women have been erased from HBCU founding histories oh, left yeah. and right. So for a black woman to be on the title of the school, mm-hmm. and, we, <laughs> and we know she did it like... I didn't know Howard was started by a white person. Absolutely. A mm-hmm. lot of HBCUs were started by a white, white Christian Named, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, because even like Wilberforce was started by like Quakers and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, black people also organize schools, organize savings, organize all types of institutions to get black people in shit. Right. Because we needed it to start freedom, or at least how race people saw it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe if people take a step back and think about what those legacies, what it took to do this type of work, they will recognize that their founders would rather see their schools closed than to pander in this way. Mm. Oh, yes. Wow. That's a really great way to put it. Because I know I would. Don't give my shit over to no type of hateful white person like that. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all aren't even being creative in this time. Figure out your own accreditation. How yeah. about that? Yeah. How about you create mm-hmm. programs that actually support the dreams of black people that you live by? Rather than create all this stigma around people wanting to be rappers, how about you create business programs so that they can learn marketing, so that they can learn how to do promotion, so that they can mm-hmm. learn how to negotiate their contracts, so they can learn how to do design, so that they can direct 
rate their own videos, to rate their own treatments. Look, that's just one department alone. Yeah. So if you actually supported the genius that already exists, these black folks who know how to tinker with cars, can do your air conditioning, can doggone do all of this. All of it. But for whatever reason, they can't go to the school that's been in their neighborhood for generations Mm -hmm. to go get nobody's degree. But they flag, but the school's flag is on their car every football Saturday. Like, this makes no sense. You would rather honor a white woman who don't care uh, care about your generation's past or present or future. Hasn't even taken the time to learn about it. Really. No. But you're willing to stand up behind her than the people who said we don't want her here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is wild yeah. to me. And for those students to organize themselves in a way to at least make sure that... <clears throat> Graduation day is just so special. It's meant to focus on the students and the families. And for that to be taken away from them because of pandering and because of empty promises is absurd. And I'm so happy to see them literally turn up. Fight for your degree. They're going to mail it to you anyway, baby. You still own it no matter what. But they can't take away... When my mom would talk to me about the stress that I felt about going to school and paying for it, she's like, take out, do what you need to do to get there. Because at the end of the day, they can't take away what you learned. No. You can never take away that I actually have this piece of paper to do whatever I want with, whether it's to actually do something in my field or something completely different. It's up to me. But that was my work. And Betsy Devos, whatever the fuck, was not there for any of it and is actually trying to dismantle my access to it and my um, children's access to it and anyone who's coming up before me. So shout out to the students of Bethune-Cookman. Y'all held that shit down. And I'm honored to know um, just the class to see y'all do that and to be able to witness um that kind of fearlessness radical rage yeah like for the love of black people remember like the that's the essence of hbcus that y'all love to tell us about right Mm -hmm. like i'm listening i hear y'all like stand up like don't be standing up for an institution just for the sake of an institution yeah no, it's not institution for institution sakes. This was about uplift. And, like, I don't want to even use that term because that has been bastardized in a really just classes way. Mm-hmm. But, like, our institutions are supposed to support us holistically. Mm-hmm. And that Especially is the HBCU. goal. Yes, that is the goal. <laughs> that is the mission. And we were actually supposed to move in a way to expand access because that's why they didn't offer 40-year degrees in the first place. Mm-hmm. Y'all was then learning how to be cooks and maids. <laughs> and I'm not saying that people need to learn how to be cooks and maids, but what are the skills that are needed now? Why, why aren't people learning how to... Uh, do refrigerator repair anymore why aren't people learning how to be blacksmiths at at universities not everybody should be forced to go to a community college to learn a trade you deserve a four-year experience as well Mm -hmm. so i think this is a good lead into black women the gods and to our amazing esteemed guest jennifer stowe jen stowe jay stowe who is here we're here in her home um as her baby um, gets ready for school tomorrow. Goes yeah, to bed and gets ready. She's definitely sleep. So um, a thing that caught my eye um, is Beyonce has a black woman PR rep who is fire. Flames. Why not? 
why wouldn't she? Her band is all black women. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and a black woman know how to keep a secret. You Amen. Know? So we'll as private as Beyonce is, she not having She it. know Yvette ain't talking. Ain't one of them anonymous sources. Yes, goddamn. she <laughs> talking about what happened on the elevator and all of that. And, and as in fact, Yvette is willing to go off on this particular topic. Remember, so recently Beyonce uploaded another. Um, image of her secret snapchat that none of us have access to it's probably just her and solange tweeting back and forth Mm -hmm. but whatever or blue and her mama i imagine tina them making fun of tina jokes on instagram on snapchat i can imagine (laughs) jokes yes because her instagram corny joke time corny joke time girl you see mom (laughs) but event went in after an image of beyonce came out and um the shade room one of our favorite news sources here um, rumors started circulating slash one white person asked a dumbass question most likely after she posted a close-up photo of her lips on her website um, this was uh, last week um, leaving many to believe not many that she got lip um, injections white people just are I don't understand there's no other way her lips got that big without an injection um, that's only a curse that you all have to bear. Mm-hmm. The mark of the beast of the little lips. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the modern blue-eyed devil? Jesus, what? The Did little you just lip call curse. Kylie Jenner the mark of the beast? <laughs> I'm not confirming or denying that. You're going to have to catch it when you caught it. Anywho, she went the fuck off. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's we like. We talking about abortions. We talking <laughs> the end of the days via the Jenner family. The Jenner right. family is a trip, bruh. Yeah. I'm so glad P. Diddy cropped them out of that goddamn Matt picture. <laughs> that was I amazing. Lived. I'm glad everybody's in on the fact that you all also kings. Why y'all allowing the Jenners to use y'all like this? Kings, have Diddy's some respect not, for yourself. I feel like Diddy Diddy's did not. not know they were in the photo. <laughs> he didn't even see him. He's like, I thought that was uh, scalping. You know Diddy was good and lit at that point in the party. He ain't yes. seen them on the edge of that picture. They don't look like they were invited for that nah. picture, honestly. And the no. caption was just hashtag black excellence. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag team Period love. point. Instagram only let me fit this much of the picture. Y'all into literally the did that pose and ran off because you knew we was about to tell y'all to get out my shot, baby mm-hmm. girl. Get out my shot, baby girl. Yeah. Yeah. So Yvette went in and she said, What do you all know about the effects of pregnancy on a woman's entire body? Please Hello. tell me. Did you know that in addition to the weight gain, there is often a dramatic change in the blood flow in the system and increased fluid and causing swelling? Do you know that often when Women's gums get swollen. Do you know that it sometimes affects our speech, our ability to chew intently, and a host of other things? A host, Jesus. There's more. There's more. But the sacrifices to our faces, our feet, and our entire bodies is something we welcome because we bring beautiful humans into the world who will one day combat your hate and negativity. I stood silent during Beyonce's first pregnancy when you thought it was okay to bully her like the coward you are when you accuse her of never being pregnant. But I simply cannot this time. She oh, calls no. them the saddest, saddest individuals. The saddest individuals and picking on a pregnant lady is a tantamount 
to possessing the coldest despicable heart. She said what? y'all ain't, she called she them monsters. Off. She said y'all ain't shit. Yeah. And Jen like Oh, that's so great. Mm-hmm. She said y'all are despicable in the saddest of human beings. Mm-hmm. And that is why we're focusing on creators this month because I feel like there's so much that we we want babies, right? We honor all this motherhood and we think we want to create this image that all women need to be working towards this goal of being mothers. But there's actually so much we don't know about that process or about the lives of mothers post-babies. Post, during, pregnancy. We don't (laughs) even know the processes of pregnancy. Usually when we are looking at labor, we're looking at one depiction of it. Yeah. And it happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like every, like we have so many false narratives. Oh yeah. And delusions as well as propaganda, I'd say, around pregnancy mm-hmm. in, in this specifically in this country. I don't know what's happening in other places. And because of that, like our maternal mortality rates are astronomical because mm-hmm. you're lucky to have your babies. Yeah, absolutely. Have your life. What first. was so? You're a mom, Jen. <laughs> yes, I'm and a mom. can you tell us how old you are? Do you mind sharing? No, how old you I'm are? 31. I just turned 31. And how old is your daughter? She's nine. She'll she's be nine. 10 in June. Yeah. And she's amazing. She's better than all of us. She's um, amazing. She's one of the smartest people that I know. Her she is radical as all get out. Yes, you're like such a good oh, yeah. you're doing a great job. Hearing things like that and knowing that black women normally have to speak up for other black mothers um, when not even just rumors, just in you being able to live your life <laughs> in a way that you see fit. I feel like meeting you has shifted how the possibilities of motherings. When you were pregnant, what were some of the um, surprising things that you found out knowing your identity as like a young mom, as a black woman, and doing all those things all at once? Oh, yeah. There's so many things. So I was a mother. I was pregnant at... um, Found out I was pregnant when I was 20, and um, my body changed so much. I was probably like 100 pounds, like I had a popping body, like a clear face. Uh, so I was telling you earlier that so many things happened to you. One thing that happened to me was I got what is called the spits. Um, later, <laughs> later on in my pregnancy, yeah, it's you can Google what it. What is that? It's literally where you you produce um, an excess amount of saliva mm-hmm. um, due to your hormones being all mixed up, and so I had to carry around a cup with me. Um, At 20 years old, yeah. you're carrying around a fucking cup to spit. Wait, uh, so were you at Howard with this spitter cup? Oh, yes. I was in, shout out to Fine Arts. <laughs> yeah, I was majoring art history. So I was, at, yeah, I was definitely in drawing class and shit with my cup. So you educated people about pregnancy. Absolutely. While Absolutely. I mean, I used to run to the bathroom and like throw up. I mean, people just, pregnancy people see it on tv they see they scroll through like blogs they see beautiful celebrities great um, instagram photos glowing i mean what we didn't even have anything like that just a glisten i mean shit just like shining like Uh looking way better than they like their peak people are at their peak when they're pregnant um 
Which is, I'm not saying that that's not true, but there are just a lot of surprises. The body yes. changes in a lot of ways. And so that that's what makes it extremely disrespectful for anybody to assume that Beyonce manipulated her body in any way. Mm-hmm. She's carrying two babies. Two of them. Her <laughs> body, She can't make those kinds of decisions right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. Two babies. And I heard that she's like, do soon? Yeah. Like, like she's about to have them kids and the thing with twins too i know it was um i'm a twin and it was very it's very rare for twins to get to their due date right um they normally come early there's right. lots of complications with twins especially if you're looking at the fact that like black mothers are carrying children and dealing with racism and we know that mm-hmm. a lot of our children don't make it full term mm-hmm. so like for even for my mom to have two of her children be carried to term is rare and we had the nerve to both be some big ass regular size ass babies like <laughs> yeah we were each like seven pounds and she didn't even know one of them was in there bitch like that's crazy y'all heard the story she went in with all the materials for one <laughs> for one baby mm-hmm. came back needing to get two yeah Love it. you're not only just a great friend and you do are you're a creative you're an art, um, artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you curate amazing, beautiful things. I can't wait till you all get to her Instagram. You should go look at it now. Can you tell them your Instagram if you oh, want to? Of course, I take yes. my Instagram. So um, I'm going to give you all the simplest way to look it up. Yes. You know how you try to match your Twitter name with your Instagram? It's already taken. So anyway, my Instagram is Jenny, J-E-N-N-I. And then the second word is Olivia spelled backwards. So that's the easiest way. Yes. Jenny, then Olivia spelled backwards. Where it's all one word. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a product of a single mom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in telling that story of being able to explain to people like, yes, my mom raised us is um, because I have to identify her as a single mother. I lose this story about how our whole community, my whole family really did a lot to help raise us. So as someone, do you see yourself as a single mom? And if you do, how are you building community to help you parent and to help you raise your child and yourself as your... I absolutely consider myself a single mom. That's Mm -hmm. the most amazing title in the world. But you're right. People do separate it totally with any other community or or help um or i think they always think of like some raising isaiah ass, oh my like god yes. when my mom was dope as fuck as a single mom right all the single moms i know are dope as shit mm-hmm. um truly. i consider <laughs> truly i consider myself a single mom um and a bad bitch and um so when i first synonym Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> so uh, when my daughter was young, uh, my friends loved them dearly. None of them had kids. Mm-hmm. And so I constantly found myself trying to like merge worlds. And it was kind of weird. And mm-hmm. they didn't have any children for my daughter to play with. Um, and then at her school, when she started to go to school, you know, those parents are older. They're a generation older than us. So I didn't want to fucking kick it with them. So <laughs> I was trying to... I was trying to figure out, like, how how do I build community? Where do I find black mamas at? Um, and I looked deliberately. Mm-hmm. Um, black feminism definitely saved my life because mm-hmm. black feminism and all of its beauty, like, honors black mothers and connects black mothers. And it was just... Uh, 
an instant community and an instant network. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when I met you, um, through you, I met our good friend Gloria, who's also a mother. Mm-hmm. And then Gloria introduced me to this mama. And then mm-hmm. and then someone was like, oh, you like to be Clarice, connected. Yeah. <laughs> right? Someone was like, oh, you fuck with black mamas? I'm like, yes, that's what I need. And so mm-hmm. it's like they all started coming to me and I started grabbing them up and like making them hang with me, be my friend, like obsessing over them. Um, and we are raising our kids together. Absolutely. So... We consider ourselves single mothers, um, but we also have this super tight-knit community, and single mothers should not mean that you are doing it on your own, mm-hmm. no. You reclaiming the word mama. Yeah, reclaiming the word mama, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, Single mamas. Absolutely, and putting it with single and, and labeling myself as a single mama. Um, there's a lot of power in that. I feel super powerful, and I feel like I have the dopest family of all time yeah. of other single mamas, mm-hmm. and we're all there for each other. Um, mamas all over the country that I'm friends with and I visit, but especially here in D.C., I have mm-hmm. like a huge community. Community and Amber is a partially to blame for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know I love, I love it. Like, go forth, connect, and like because yeah. what it, as someone who's away from home, like yeah, there's so much that tells us that you are, you know, this whole blood is thicker than water shit. Like, mm-hmm. but you don't always have that option when you leave home. You literally have to find that water to like grow you and to feed you and to make sure that you're where you need to be in life. And we've definitely been that for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I also find interesting about what I hear you saying is. You're literally taking the family structure and saying, actually, I have a community and it's a national community of folks who help me parent and share experiences and normalize this thing that people often create a lot of stigma around. They usually isolate these women as well as don't necessarily empower the fact that it takes a lot of community in order to raise children there's all this hoopla and things around the need to have another a father figure right specifically specifically figure for even when we think about like folks like uh umar omar johnson Mm -hmm. right he's created this whole narrative around Black women destroying families because of, you know, we don't have good relationships with our baby daddies and all these other different pieces. And I want to ask you more about how you're essentially not destroying the family, but you're creating um, you're creating more of a community for you and Zoe and what what you're building here. Right. Yeah, I'm not destroying the family at all. And in fact, Zoe has a good relationship with her father. He's here. Um Uh, She sees him every other weekend religiously, and she loves that, and she loves him. But I'm building her up in a way that if she didn't have that, she'd still be okay. Mm. And I think that a lot of people don't recognize that that's possible. Like, reimagine what you think the nuclear family is. Deconstruct it. Your imaginations are too small. Y'all are weak. (laughs) Absolutely. Decolonizing the family structure. Decolonizing the family structure and decolonizing. 
Well, it's decolonizing what love look like, looks like. If you think about what does a child need to be successful and what child rearing really means, to me it means I am raising Zoe in a way that she can exist and thrive without me. So if that's my goal, if that's my number one goal, I can do that with anybody that I love. I can do that with anybody that I love and we can transfer that love to her. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It doesn't have to be this nigga who's put me through years of pain it can be it can be my girl it can be my best friend it can be my mother it can be anybody mm-hmm. and i think too though just to go back to the nuclear family that there's this notion especially around black communities that this is the end all be all but even in two parent homes it does take an extended network of family and kin oh my god yes. to make mm-hmm. child rearing possible absolutely um my folks my 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 father worked overnight my mama worked like i was mm-hmm. always on my aunt and my with my cousins and right. going to my grandmother's house after school and then mm-hmm. having to be picked up from there and you know so it yeah. just took just a whole group of folks just to raise me and there are a lot of people who are involved in my raising and rearing but we aren't allowed to talk about that we just highlight and talk about these two people if you're fortunate right it's like a narrative of like you went to their house over the summer or you know your aunt picked you up occasionally but what Mm -hmm. if it was super intentional right Mm -hmm. you know I'm talking about intentionality right like I'm intentionally surrounding my child with people who are helping me raise her right Mm -hmm. and Zoe calls us the black lady crew. Right? Oh my gosh, yes. The black lady. When we, she's like, black lady meetings. Yes. <laughs> you have black lady meetings? Yes. She, she Zoe's there. She's been to a couple of, um, Jessica Bird has these things where um, the D&D, we call them drinks and dialogue, black mm-hmm. feminist drinks and the dialogue. And sometimes Zoe will be there and it's just always a welcome presence. Like mm-hmm. she has her thoughts on Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. She has her thoughts on what's going on in politics. And then one of the so I haven't then can juju on that beat. What? Absolutely. She will juju your she ass out this room. <laughs> Her mother yes. is still from Atlanta, ATL Shout. Okay. But the fact is, like, why is Zoe be putting me on to hot new music though? Like yeah, I'll be really, really, really. I'll be li- low-key like salty about it. Like, how you know about Gold Link? Because right? this is the same girl who was DMing J- Janelle Monet and Michelle Obama. And oh D- yes, Thank tell you. us that story. Oh, so Zoe has an Instagram account. I'm not going to give you all her Never. Instagram account. No, fuck y'all. You might find it online. I mean, good luck. Don't. If y'all are not dedicated, no. do not follow this. <laughs> no. no. So, so she has an Instagram. We like y'all, though. We no, do like y'all. I love y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, monitor her Instagram really closely. And one day I was looking at her DMs and I was like, wow, I can't believe she has DMs. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, what the fuck is she writing? <laughs> <laughs> so then I see that she's DM'd Michelle Obama, Janelle Monet. So I'm networking, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she she leaves the messages. Y'all keep talking about this black kid president. Like, what about me? Exactly. <laughs> They're brilliant black girls too. Yeah, it's just like, thank you for inspiring us. I love you. Like, just sweetest messages. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I hope they get them. Like, yes. <laughs> Y'all better read y'all's DM for this baby. <laughs> but so also there's this piece around when you talk about building community and who mm-hmm. you allow into it. Mm-hmm. Gloria really pushes me to think about this too because she was a teen mom mm-hmm. 
And she talked a lot about how we leave out mothers in our organizing work. Oof. Um, and how that's that's not the move. Yeah. <laughs> and we're literally trying to build justice, leaving um leaving mothers out in their role that they're playing is not helpful. So can you tell us a little bit about what do you require from your community that's a little different as someone who is also a mother? Yeah, um, I have to think about this and revisit it all the time, like based on Zoe's needs. Mm -hmm. So things that she may have needed me from me at three years old, you know, almost 10, she doesn't need now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I require, um, I require the space to be welcome for children. Um, But then that's nuanced because also I want folks to recognize that she might not want to hang around 20 adults. So maybe making sure that other mothers have that support too, um, childcare, giving a lot of notice. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I feel like um, oftentimes mothers are are asked to do a lot of the caretaking work Mm -hmm. because we're we're naturally caretakers, but sometimes we don't fucking feel like it. No, no. We're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and my community is great. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they recognize, you all recognize exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. You're always so sweet to Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, Gloria and I were saying that, like, the best, sometimes the best thing people can do is just kick it with our kids. Like, mm-hmm. Amber, you sitting with Zoe. Yes. Like- <laughs> That's when I knew I had arrived, bitch. I was like, Jen and I, she trusts me. You were like, I need a babysitter. And I was like, you mean I get to come hang out with Zoe while yeah. you go? And I will never forget. I was so, I'm so nerdy about this Jen but like because Jen and I used to work together and you're like I need someone I'm going to this you were going out on a date which we could also you were going to the opera (laughs) bitch going to the opera and might I add when I came over here dating yes dating Jen is out here dating just so we're clear yes just so we're clear yes visit the Instagram okay Jen has a whole look she looks like an artist she is an artist (laughs) a godly artist every time you see her just a sickening lip lip <laughs> she's great at taking her own selfies yeah there's she understands lighting she uh, come she, on she understands poses she understands space in the line has sickening <laughs> tattoos all over you know and they honor the the women in her family yes. oh my gosh i'm so glad you remembered that yes, yes the one do. on your back is about yes, your mother all of them honor women in my yep. family yes yes mm-hmm. So I remember you coming out first off. You looked amazing. You're like wearing feathers or some vintage shit. And I'm over here like, man, I cannot pull my shit together. And I have zero children. Um, But can you... So one of the ways I knew that... One of the things I was very grateful of you calling on me to do is to be able to be trusted to sit with your child and to hang out with her. Um, And I want to know more about how you manage that in your dating. What does dating look like for you? (laughs) Dating. I know all these stories. I'm really excited. (laughs) Amber knows all my stories. (laughs) To be encouraging me to be better. (laughs) Notice I am sitting. (laughs) I call Amber before the date, during the date, after the date. She's like, girl, go look at this. I'm like, yes. So what has dating been like for you? How has it changed and evolved as um, you've grown? Well, I'm 31, so dating is so fun, I feel like. Um, It's just gotten better with time, but I'm I'm more precious. Like, my time is more precious to me, so... And you are precious, yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So my time is precious, so that means I don't fuck around. Um, 
And I think that's like elevated my dating experience because I know what I don't want. Um, sometimes it doesn't work with someone and there's no hard feelings. Like I know how to move on. I know how to release. That's mm. something that I wasn't doing You're in my 20s. You're me. Good day. <laughs> I want to do something else. Thanks. I require an evening of champagne and this isn't it. This so. was nice, but it doesn't fit inside of my imagination. So I don't need it. Um, that's lit. Yeah. Can we have? I I need somebody to write that book. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than Steve Harvey, Tyrese, yeah. and all this other stuff, girl, keep dating. Right. Now, no, honestly, just you, keep going. But there's so so much that says that if you are a mother and you're dating and you're what, mm-hmm. whatever age you are that you should be dating to find a partner. Right. And you're definitely still dating to find like fun and yeah i'm dating to for experiences and dating to have fun i'm not dating so that somebody can wife me and make me Mm-mm. a whole or sometimes yeah, i just need to come yeah to be honest so i'm Hello? curious about like <laughs> <laughs> right but i'm curious about the mothers who make the decision to not date yes i have friends heard those Mm -hmm. stories i've had friends who've made the decision not to date um some of them make the decision because they say it's just takes up too much mental space Mm -hmm. um they want to give their time fully to their career to their child and they just don't need a bunch of distractions um but uh uh, some mothers i know are are just afraid too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um just afraid to date afraid of rejection they think their children are looking at them in a way they don't Mm want to disappoint them um and also um people with older kids um, they're really protective of them yeah and so predators are a real thing in our community and they protect them in that way by just deciding not to date or not to bring any men around their children Mm -hmm. that was a big conversation that my mom had with us because it's all girls Mm -hmm. and we were assholes whenever she dated anybody because i know i was because i'm Mm -hmm. like you are my life partner like I, my mom has stories of my twin sister Allison proposing to her, like, right, like her being like, "Where you're the love of my life." That's how special our mom was to us because we knew she was our life source. We knew that we had another parent who decided not to parent, and that she was what we she was our everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tended to be assholes, especially when we got old enough to. You know, like twelve years old, we're like, we don't want you to date anybody. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. My grandmother uh, decided not to date after my grandma, my grandfather passed, and you know when I told y'all this story earlier, you know she we asked her about it, and she was just like, I knew no man was gonna be looking at me with all these girls in the house my grandma right and that's real so yeah just having to make these decisions based on the violence that a lot of heterosexual cis men have been capable of for generations it didn't just Mm -hmm. start no and it's not necessarily about dedication or some type of just devoutness to a partner that died that they married right it's yeah it's, it's about yeah being afraid um and I respect, you know, of course, all choices and respect my friends who choose not to date. But I just live my life in um, another way. Mm-hmm. I love dating. I love meeting new people. I love going to the opera. I love wearing yes. feathers. I love dressing up. Flawless. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like I am giving that to myself. Right. Who is one mother that inspires you? Oh, man. 
Well, I would or have, any mothers. Yeah, definitely. So I would say that Stacey Ann Chin definitely inspires me. Yeah. Stacey Ann Chin, um, she's a writer, an activist, um, and she has a daughter. Um, Zuri? Yeah, Zuri, and I'm trying to figure out how old she is. Um, but they, they do these things called living room protests. You mm-hmm. can look it up on YouTube. It's and it, it's her and her daughter in their living room in New York. And they talk about various subjects mm-hmm. um, like Black Lives Matter. And it's Zuri leading the, the yeah. protest. And that's what makes it so amazing. They've talked about Planned Parenthood. Yeah. They've talked about all of it. And I think um, Stacey Ann has documented this. And she's also a poet. Yeah. And she talks about how, because she's also a queer mother, yeah, she that is. she had to be very intentional about having her baby yeah. too. She's Jamaican. Yeah, she's Jamaican. How she had, she really wanted to deal with like the trauma of having her child, and Mm -hmm. because she's queer, and there's just extra hurdles and steps. So it's this really intentional single mommyhood that I think is really dope that she's laying out, and kind of like why I'm like love you so much as my sister friend. I think you and Zoe, um, as someone who has always felt like they had to accomplish a certain thing um, at one time in my life. Mm That because I was focused on that, my family often painted me as not being uh, being able to nurture or not being not being seen as like a mother person because right. I wanted to go to college and do all these things. But you are you have shown me and Gloria has shown me that I actually get to choose that my mothering can look like being a really great aunt can look like being a community leader where I'm connecting people as well as when I decide to have children, I get to decide what that looks like. You do. And I think that's one of the benefits of like elevating your community, because when you Mm -hmm. elevate your community and kind of like, I don't want to say push people to show up for you, but you teach them how to show up for Mm -hmm. you and your family and you end up having all of this built in support and Mm -hmm. you literally can do whatever you want. Honestly, being in friendship in this movement has really taught me how to show up for my own family. Like oh, my blood yeah. relatives, mm-hmm. uh, the the you know y'all are my chosen family, but the folks you know at home, I, it helps me um, realize that you know sometimes we don't have to we we have choices for ourselves, not just in mothering, but those of us who are making the decision not to have children. I'm yeah. one of those people who mm-hmm. are like. I want to be out fabulous with Gloria and Jen (laughs) when they're done raising. Uh Well, you're never done raising Well, we will be out here no matter what. But y'all will be out here no matter (laughs) what. Whether we're done or not. And I'm just saying around 35 through 40, like, I just want to bop with y'all. Because it's just going to be lit. And it just makes no sense to be old is I'll get out with a baby. I'm not saying like, okay, let me clean this up. Yeah, yeah, because clean it up. <laughs> because all the mamas are lit. I am thankful that we I have should. systems I'm be a, I'm and ability. A, a Janet Jackson ass mom. That's <laughs> changing the way. You know, you also, they are letting you know you got to step your cookies up because this up. is going to cost a lot of money to, to make yes. this happen, but it's possible. it's possible. You know, good job. Good look, good work. I feel like our society, our world, our communities need to do a much better job at taking care of teen and young mothers. Yeah. Shout out to Toni Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I mean, the way this system is set up, our peak earning years is around the same time now that women are deciding to have absolutely children, mm-hmm. right? 
So rather than have children earlier on in a community setting, as you know, you start building a life, et cetera, et cetera, so that you have older children during these peak earnings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, what are the ways in which you feel like this world, community, society in general can support young mothers, teen mothers, mothers generally yeah, across the age? Stop uh, stigmatizing. I mean, I know it's like uh, so general, but just fucking stop stigmatizing. Gloria, who is brilliant, she's one of... The, I love how much Gloria is here because we're going to talk to her next week, but it's like the mommyhood, the connections are deep. Yes, Sorry, the ahead. connections are deep. <laughs> She's the founder of No Teen Shame, and she tells us that NYC. Yes, NYC, and she tells us that um, that teen motherhood doesn't equal poverty. Um, mm. So stop stigmatizing teen moms. Um, educate yourself. Get to know a teen mother. Uh, respect boundaries. Um, a lot of times, I felt like people didn't raise it trust me to raise my own child i think that happens when you're younger yeah people Mm -hmm. think you don't know what you're talking about or that you're not an expert it's like i birthed this child i i am an expert Mm -hmm. (laughs) and teen teen mother and poverty wouldn't be inevitable if there were more systems in place to support these mothers create uh avenues to generate wealth rather than just surviving exactly we always talk about surviving versus thriving and Mm -hmm. we're trying to thrive and i feel like deserve to thrive exactly and the stigma like my mom i feel like anytime a black woman has a child and they're not where society wants them to be that they're stigmatized my mom was a full-ass 30 when she had us and still was disrespectful yeah because she wasn't married and because she needed she wasn't rich um she wasn't always seen as like the best mother even now it's a constant conversation where she still feels guilt around it where she tells us like i did the best i could and all these things i'm like mom you you did really well like there are people who wouldn't even try to do what you've done with with your three beautiful children who are still here, who've had trials and tribulations, but we're here and we love you no matter what. And the question I have for you, in addition to that, and talking about how when they have children and people going through all this bullshit in their head about when they can and can't, mm-hmm. um, is that you actually, so you were in school when you were pregnant. Yes. Um, I want to know about, so how did you finish school? And then mm-hmm. at one point you made a career change. I did. How did you make that career change while also being a, a mother? Right. So I uh, finished school at Howard and I was an art history major. So my goal was to really work at the Smithsonian. I was like, if I could just get to the Smithsonian, like Mm -hmm. um, back then I was still kind of drowning in. um, I was feeling uh, guilt, you know, for having a child, even though I finished school. And so I was just trying to put myself in a cookie cutter box. I was like, well, if I'm an art history major and I like go mm-hmm. get this good government job and like right. if I work nine to five every day and like try to uh, do what's best for my child and like buy her all these expensive things that she doesn't need with my $40,000 a year, <laughs> then, then, then I will be truly successful. And that was just the biggest lie. Um, I was working at the Smithsonian and I was happy at the Smithsonian but not making a lot of money and um I 
one of my jobs was managing um, the graphic design uh, process, like the reprinting of materials. Mm -hmm. Um, And I noticed how much the designers were getting paid, just like the sheer amount of money that was coming out of the door. So I asked my boss if I could take a course, a summer course in design. I'd already taken a little bit at Howard. He said, okay. I took the course. And after the course, I put in my two-week notice. Yeah! Gotcha! (laughs) Scam hard, scam harder. Um, Can can I take this course to better my employment here? Yeah. Gotcha! (laughs) Deuces, nigga! You gotta try harder than that. (laughs) And I went to design school full time. Because I was thinking, like, what do I have to lose? And my mom was really, uh, she was instrumental in that, too. Because she was just like, just do whatever you want. Just Mm -hmm. do what you need to do to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was in design school for two years um I mean I hustled super hard I had every freelance job known to man um but after I finished acquired skills I was super happy I realized oh shit I can do anything like everyone needs designers everybody needs designers corporate needs designers the smithsonian needs designers i ended up contracting for them um so <laughs> i would like to loop back around and get a contract yeah that i saw y'all you, giving out you know i Thank left the you. relationship in place yes. i left it in place um and so yeah so now i'm designing um on the side and i'm a creative manager and yeah i totally switched my career around i was pretty much fundraising and really unhappy and now i'm designing and i get to have tattoos and do whatever i want to do so how has being a creative impacted your style of mothering oh it's impacted a lot um someone asked me if i consider myself a radical parent i don't know if i consider myself a radical parent because i honestly just treat zoe like she's a human being (laughs) so i don't know if that's radical then i guess i'm radical so that means I give her space to disagree. Um, I apologize when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I give her choices. Um, everything from her clothes to her hair to like whether she wants to answer a question sometimes. Sometimes she's just not fucking feeling it. She's just not having a good day. And I think us forcing children like to be robots is just not conducive to their growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and because... I love art so much. She she loves it. And mm-hmm. so a lot of our relationship is built around just experiencing that together. Whether it's me, you'll see an Instagram story of me just filming her draw or mm-hmm. us going to a museum. Um, I give her full range uh, mm-hmm. for her imagination. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you have been in D.C. <laughs> so amazing. I'm just like, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's done. And I, I love it, too, because I'm, like, going to get teary-eyed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Because I feel like, um, so my twin sister is a mom. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm watching her go through this process of discovering her dreams. Yeah. Um, she wants to do makeup. And I, I'm so excited to see it because I think I get emotional about it because I watch my mom make so many sacrifices to not be who she wanted to be to raise us Mm -hmm. and I feel like now is the opportunity where all these the world is literally changing before our eyes Mm -hmm. and it's changing so much 
and we can literally hold it in our hands through our phones. Be creators. Yeah, we are the, this is why it's called creators and why we're talking about moms as creators Mm -hmm. is because even Allison being connected to my life through Snapchat or Instagram or what have you, she's able to see that even though she might not have her GED and she's working towards it, or even though she had Hannah when she needed help, that that doesn't mean that her life is over. No. And I feel specifically the way you and Gloria, and Gloria being a teen mom, continue to buck against this notion that once you become a mother, you literally, that's it. That you stop being human. That you stop that being you human. That you stop having needs, that you stop right. having to focus on yourself, that you have to quit dreaming because you you're supposed to bury your dreams in this child mm-hmm, right. and that's simply not true and it's not how while it's an extension mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. say so, like you being your best self helps you be a better mother to absolutely Zoe. me mm-hmm. taking care of myself being my best self living mm-hmm. out my dreams like delving into my interests helps me come back to her even stronger like the love mm-hmm. is even stronger that mm-hmm. i have for her people always ask me it when I'm away, do you miss her? Yes and no. <laughs> no, I was in, uh-huh. like I was away with my friends. No, and she doesn't miss me either, and that's how I know it's completely healthy, uh-huh. right? Because when we we she's not crying over missing me for a couple of days, but when we come together, it's just super sweet because mm-hmm. we're both recharged, uh-huh. we are re-energized, uh-huh. right? And even if you are one of those parents who really miss who really right. miss and love your kids. Like you still deserve to take time for yourself. Absolutely, take moments mm. to really think about what went well this week with yeah. my parents, and what 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 didn't really go well. You know, yeah. And what are ways to re-energize my parenting? How do I keep from asking the same question? How was your day today? Right. Exactly. Like, if you don't want to be asked that question every single day, if you think about like the people in your life, you're like, why do you keep mm-hmm. asking? Asking me the same stale question. <laughs> Give me a kiss. <laughs> I don't understand why people, you know, don't necessarily think about because they don't. They don't think. Uh, they don't. People don't think of kids as humans. No, but they're not supposed to have any choices. You see how we talk about the Smith kids? I mean, <laughs> because we're afraid. We've they, never seen children. Like absolutely that not. They're free. Yeah. Com- Jaden and Willow are just out here. Yeah. yeah. Just discovering thoughts mm-hmm. in public. And that's actually what we should be doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we should be parenting. I don't parent under the white gaze. I'll say that. So mm. so I <laughs> I parent under no. Okay. And that's when, a word that's right there. Word. Yeah. Last week we was talking about getting relaxers at five years old. And, and when, that's some yeah. white gaze ass shit. Yeah, and when you let that go, when you let go the ties to intellectualism that are like centered around white supremacy and when you just let all that go Mm -hmm. you can just be the parent that you were like destined to be and that your kid needs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so you have been in the city now for how long dc 13 years i love dc yes so we were watching Goldlink's crew video (laughs) (laughs) my favorite (laughs) yes and his new album is all about just documenting this Mm -hmm. city essentially from the history to the culture this album pretty much embodies go-go is telling stories about different neighborhoods different friend groups etc 
So I'm curious, and it's basically in opposition to all the gentrification that's happening. So mm-hmm. I'm curious. We talked about community a little earlier. How is gentrification or how has gentrification impacted community as well as community mothering for you in a city like D.C.? Regarding gentrification, um, it's made me expand my community, my motherhood community. Uh, For example, I have a a woman who lives in this building, and she's amazing. Her name is Keisha. She's an Uber driver, and she's a mama. Keisha? Yes. And so um, she actually was telling me a story. She got pushed out of Shaw, and she moved into this um, building. And I first saw her right outside. She was asking, was it safe? I was like, yes, I've been here for, like, years. It's really safe. Um, and I met like a lot of mothers through her as well. So just really like welcoming and being connected with, with DC natives. Um, because I think that the mothers who have been here for a while and the mothers who are getting pushed out, the mothers who, um, don't have a lot of safety nets, those are the mamas who need the most support. Mm -hmm. And so you talked about, um, what the movement can do. I would love for more organizing and more movement structures around um, local mamas, just helping mamas out for Mm -hmm. no other reason than to do it. Because we all know when you help mamas, you grow the community. Period. Build power. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody coming to pick up that baby for like an hour makes the world The world of a difference. And keep them overnight. Like you were saying, don't be coming over here doing a little two hour situation. Let me go out. No, no. Mm -hmm. I have a, um, I started a single mama um, co-op at Zoe School and the mama that I'm partnering. Oh, what is that? What's a single mama (laughs) co-op? A single mama co-op. You can't speed through (laughs) No shit. You gotta gotta prep them for stuff like that. What is you talking? So it is just a child care co-op. It's a child care cooperative. So um, you are exchanging child care with someone else. um, And there's no money being exchanged. And you agree to watch their child like two or three nights a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're paired up by your uh, location where you live. And so I'm paired up with a mama who I love. Hello, Sarah. And um, we, she watches Zoe two or three nights a week. We don't ask each other what we're doing at two or three nights a week. We don't ask each other why. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, And Zoe spends the night over her house and her child will spend the night over my house. We've been doing it for like a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's super successful. Um, because childcare is a huge barrier and it's really expensive. Yeah. People don't think about if you invite me out. I mean, I could be spending eighty dollars on a night out. Yeah, and you need to think like, am I really that popping? Like, how is the party and gonna can be you that imagine fun? <laughs> niggas is out here taking people on trash ass dates, <laughs> inspecting niggas to go half or anything like. No, never. No. No. You ain't gonna take me to Ann Pizza and think this is gonna work. <laughs> Oh, that's a, no, I'm at the opera. That's bitch. a no go. That's a no. Let me tell you, when Allison went out with her little girls and they use like she got drunk and they use Uber for the first time. Yes. Her, her Snapchat. Tell was me like, about this. She was like, "We just got an Uber. We just got an Uber. It's coming." Because like she's normally carting around babies and See? great aunties and doing all these things. Like I love when my sister gets to just 
do her thing. And mm-hmm. I think for a long time I was really judgmental about it. Yeah. Um, because we are told that if you are a mother, you I need to be at home. I was going to ask you, why is that? I what was your brain telling you? My brain was telling me, like, now that you're a mother, you do not make bad decisions. Right. Like, there's so many things that, that mothers yeah. can't do. You're like, you need to be perfect all the time because yes. this little person is here. And it's like, well, that's unreasonable. It's so unreasonable. Like, they may on Love and Hip Hop talking about, well, what is your children going to think when they get older? <laughs> but say nothing. Nobody's saying to Kirk, there is a little boy that you have birthed that you were a part of mm-hmm. bringing into this world recently and you out here just raw dicking in Atlanta but for whatever reason Mimi false sex tape is going to adversely impact little yeah. Eva for whatever child reason is ruined. when no she's way. watching or can teach Eva especially into adulthood this mm-hmm. is what consent looks like mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm being a bad bitch looks like absolutely this is what pleasure looks like mm-hmm. and yes i am testing the limits by putting my arm up on this shower rod <laughs> why not yeah why not even when i saw that <laughs> i was full ass black lives matter black feminism and i was like damn my scope is stopping here mm-hmm. like and i need to re- do better yeah because i am not allowing the people who I love, like literally bawling in tears whenever I mention my mom and Allison and Hannah, right? Mm-hmm. But I also want them to be human beings. Yeah. Right. Like I want her to be able to go out and turn up and, you know, make a bad choice and that not be, because we're also taught that our bad choices as women and as poor people or people with limited resources mm-hmm. is the end of the world and you deserve the utmost consequence of that. And that's just not true. That's not true. Yeah. Um, that's why even when you were talking about what does the movement need, just doing things for mothers to be doing, I'm so proud for no to reason. see the movement for Black Lives bailing out moms uh, it's the, it's for the Mother's Day. It's the beautiful thing. Like, that is Mom. phenomenal. Yeah. Moms at home? Yeah. yeah. Big ups to the movement. Moms are home for Mother's Day. I don't care if you are in here because you had doesn't matter a roll of blunt. If you were sex work, what have you, you are still somebody's mother, and somebody still loves you, and someone still misses you and wants you home, and you deserve that. Yeah, you absolutely deserve that. I used to feel so shocked when I would see prisons that would allow babies in them. Mm -hmm. But absolutely. Why would I not be able to see my baby? Yeah, it's my That's baby. Absurd. That's absurd. That's absurd. And if like people are like, you don't take a child to prison. Okay, well maybe we should evaluate what, what the, the prisons fuck is the are. Prison? Exactly. Why are you putting why, in why are we putting people in places that and children you, cannot exactly visit? Is because it? it's not actually about rehabilitation. Right. It's about punishment mm-hmm. at whatever cost. Mm-hmm. Like the, strip yes. people's humanity away. In order to to quote unquote teach them a lesson, no, that's not how it works. You mm-hmm. remove people from like it takes Remy Ma to talk about this. Yeah. Like Remy Ma is She's so great talking about incarcerated, mm-hmm. uh, being a mother while being incarcerated, mm-hmm. and like how it's just a inhumane system. Yeah, that's the, so the real. issue isn't you know whether or not children can visit prison. The issue is why are we creating institutions like prison where mm-hmm children can't visit that just lets you know what type of conditions are mm-hmm. here yes what type of inhumane stuff is happening here mm-hmm. because these people still deserve to be uh rehabilitated they still deserve rights they deserve to to see their family they deserve to support their family they even deserve to 
uh, create a living wage for their families while they are. Yes. If we must have a prison system, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not necessary, honestly. Especially if we have way more systems to to really support people when they mm-hmm. quote unquote mess make make bad decisions or right? not or not, right? You know. Let's talk about how these niggas are destroying the family homes. That's all I'm saying. Kids. It's a pandemic on Love and Hip Hop. Like, I keep bringing Mm -hmm. up Love and Hip Hop, but it's just so amazing to me how normal Peter Gunn, Stevie J, um, Lil Scrappy, Kirk Faust. Wow. We can go across these. The the new dude with the locks and who's Mm -hmm. with the woman at the beauty shop. Yes, I forgot his name. Like, almost all these black men are doing some type of terror to women while they are pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just creating all this. And even if these women aren't pregnant, these men are still getting other women pregnant and then terrorizing them. Mm-hmm. Like, but So somehow, we're literally, you're talking about an epidemic in the sense of like, I'm sorry, but there's just, like, what does it mean to give a mother an STI mm-hmm. when they're the sole provider of a child? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to put them at that kind of risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're also seeing that we have a hard time talking about. But when I think about like Lala, but even Lala like and Gabrielle Union, we hold them up as like, you know, stand by your man. Y'all are doing really great. But no one's really talking about the fact that like you are putting, honestly, anytime you make a decision to not only lie about the, your sexual partners, mm-hmm. but to lie and you're having unprotected sex, you are putting the mother of your child at risk. Mm-hmm. And the we, mother the mother of, of your, your child. child. At risk. So we're not even just talking about honesty and fidelity. We're literally talking about you all are epidemics. Side babies are the blessing. Do you understand? Oh my god! Like this could go a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so every time I'm hearing about a side baby, I'm like, ooh, well, y'all did pretty good. But I'm also like, are we really telling this whole story? Mm-hmm. Are we, are y'all getting tested regularly every right. six months? Like, what's the, what's You're up? Lying. <laughs> and you can't, you can't, you, if you love and honor the family unit, if you love and honor mothers, why is this something that we continue to be like we blame the women for you know what i mean like carmella that's some foul ass shit Mm -hmm. and y'all get to be the heroes at the end of the day like no not actually why are we normalizing this kind of behavior like of course there are other ways to go about these there are different kinds of love structures like we like i'm not i'm not celebrating when y'all hear me like talking about this i'm not just saying monogamy is the only way i'm just saying conversations honesty Mm -hmm. communication consent yeah are just a few things Mm -hmm. that are necessary in order to support black mothers Mm -hmm. Uh, well yeah we're not saying that these other black women are the reason why these these side women are are nasty it's just they are literally this isn't the only one yes 
So, like, we see one side piece, but we know this is, like, one of many. Like, why would he just stop at one? Like, and you, we only know about this one because there's a pregnancy as well. So, like, if you're lying about the people that you're sleeping with, you gotta be lying about the people you are and are not using protection with. Right. And what I mean by, like, community accountability, so we're talking about movement accountability mm-hmm. to, to mothers. Like, these are also practical things that community can do. Not only take care of children but also (laughs) firmly support these women and not normalize behavior that is abusive that causes stress to mothers like when when people are out here talking about she won't x amount of dollars for child support like that is so absurd children deserve to live in accommodations <laughs> and, and and accommodations that are worth something, and you would rather think that this woman is trying to take something from you rather than see this as an opportunity to to give your child the ability to thrive in multiple environments. Absolutely, the <laughs> the child support conversation just. Get, child, we just I mean, but I mean, we. Just, <laughs> I think that's what they really here for. Right, exactly. Really, that's a whole nother fucking thing. Yeah, just know that um, my baby daddy's check never bounces in a bank. And it she better fucking not. That motherfucker ain't named and put more on it. What's it doing that for? <laughs> I'm funny. pro child support. Pro. Absolutely. And more on top of that. Absolutely. I, I ran out. Now. I believe in the laws of abundance. Child thriving. <laughs> not just support child thriving. Send your child thriving check immediately. Help a child today. <laughs> Cut a check. Cut a check. And her mama. Father. Oh, right? yeah, they don't they don't feel solely or even sometimes 50-50 responsible for the survivalhood. I mean, that shows up in the way we look at black fathers. How We're was- doing a ponytail, bitch, so yes. on 3C hair. I mean, <laughs> nobody is caring if you one more black girl. One more black man brushing his daughter's <laughs> with that soft bristle-ass brush. Look at this black man do the juju with his daughter. I don't, I don't even like it. I just did keep, pigtails, girl. I just Ooh. keep scrolling. And we did say You're that supposed he- to do that. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a skill. Like a mother can't do this girl here every time. Like right. all these things that needs to happen, somebody got to do a hair. Right. I mean, you don't have a job, so <laughs> you're not working. <laughs> you work at K Jewelers. I got a job bitch. too. Also, you not financing me enough to be here to make sure these bobos make yourself useful. saying do more i'm no longer sharing these videos of y'all doing basic shit like holding your daughter's hand as you're walking across the street good job though that's awesome because my dad sure as hell wasn't doing that shit at black joy mixtape we believe that you should provide and nurture goddamn it yeah and it shouldn't just be either or yeah and then it shouldn't be a badge of honor when you do both because i mean those roles aren't stagnant for black people black women haven't had the privilege and we've said this on black joy mixtape to just exit the labor the labor force because womanhood wasn't assigned to us damn near it still ain't damn near Mm -hmm. if that were the case pay us more on our dollar (laughs) only 60 percent right yeah so um jen one final question for you 
Um, what? Because I know we have tons of black. I hope they turn up when they hear this episode. Turn up. This is for y'all. What do you want to say to the Black Joy Jubilee black mamas out there um, who are just like you? What What is like one little nugget you want to leave them with? Um, when I think about the other black mamas, the Jubilee, as you called it, yeah. um, I want to leave them with um, freedom. I mean, I think that... Um, we all depend on each other and and I know that black mamas freed me and so mm. I would just encourage all black mamas to to lean on each other like that was the best advice that I got just lean on black mamas even the black mamas who look like you know even if you're struggling even mm-hmm. if you know cuz you never know like right. just lean on black mamas and um, also the community is so huge and big and wonderful. Once you find one black mama, you'll just be connected. Just lean on them. Um, and uh, also don't be afraid to build community. I mean, I, I'll build community with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Zoe, it annoys her. <laughs> so, Why are you still talking? you like, bitch, why are you still talking? <laughs> All these black ladies. <laughs> um, but yeah, build community and don't be afraid to lean on your friends. Um, I'm still learning that lesson. I'm mm-hmm. still learning how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Asking Amber to watch Zoe when I really wanted to go uh, out that night was really hard for me, but I'm so glad that I did because yeah. not only did she know that I trusted her to be there for me but Zoe now like loves you so much and Mm -hmm. was like is Amber here Jasmine (laughs) here like I want to talk to them so um don't be afraid to ask your friends for help sometimes you have to literally just teach your friends how how they can help you it's Mm -hmm. nothing there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and your real ones want to learn oh yeah they want to learn they want to because they love you Mm -hmm. and the ones that don't don't fuck with them anymore deuces yeah and that's all mothers, right? I don't think, uh, I, and I meant to say this earlier, you know, a lot of black folks don't necessarily birth a lot of the children that yep. they are mothering, oh, right? So there are a true. lot of circumstances that, you know, mm-hmm. you just end up inheriting children. And mm-hmm. that's a part of the narrative and a lot of the stories. And we have to honor those people, too. And I, I think should. that's why Creators Month is so critical yes. is to really shift that revolutionary mothering so we have a couple of announcements and we'll tell you where you can find jen and ourselves online again again y'all this monday is going to be very exciting for the black joy mixtape mm-hmm. we will be in new york city, new york city. Ow. so um as you all know we're host also hosting a competition i take it you can keep entering until this friday look y'all to slow down on screenshots yeah and we got what five more spots yes we got five more spots so i'm about to tell y'all the first five <laughs> yes the first five people to screenshot and tag the hashtag is it r29 smart sips yes you will get a ticket if you can be in New York City yes. 5.15 Ashe. at 5 p.m. And we're turning up. Our homies are really excited. We're going to have a good ass time. We're excited. Yes. I got my outfit already ironed. So, yes. Um, and then also for those of you all who can't join us in um, New York City, just make sure you go ahead and like black on facebook as well as refinery 29 on facebook so you will be able to watch all this live even if you can't join us in new york city again it will be on facebook so go to refinery 29 like their facebook look alive we'll be posting it'll happen around 5 p.m on monday 
Um, we're really excited. Again, hit us with the hashtag R29SmartSips and hashtag BlackJoyMixtape because you know we love you. Um, in addition to that, Jasmine. Jen reminded you all that the SoundCloud needs to be paid. And, <laughs> you know, we talk about a lot of topics, y'all. And I hope, per usual, you learn something. You walk away with a new thought, a new imagination, a new target mm-hmm. to support uh, yourself as a black mother, to respect, to, to support other black mothers. And we're just kindly asking, if you got a little something, go ahead, shake a little change into the offering. I should. You know, or... Y'all been doing really good with that. I appreciate it. Yes. Remember, paypal.me backslash black joy. I should. You know, if you got a little something, shake a little something, go ahead, tip you girls. Keep us independent and black as fuck. Mm-hmm. Black women on the mic. Amen. <laughs> Tell us where they can find you online. They can find me on Instagram. My name is Jenny, J-E-N-N-I, and then Olivia spelt backwards. That's one word. And then on Twitter, they can find me at Jenny Sequa. Jenny Sequa. Jasmine, where can they find you online? All right, y'all. So I hit a snag. I've been off the snaps for a little while now because... It was like a day. I feel like it's been forever. <laughs> I feel like it's been two days. I'm going through withdrawals. I'm not on Snapchat. Somebody needs... You know how people make those Instagram accounts where it's like Jasmine Snap. So I can still see y'all snap. We'll people see. rip them off the internet. What? I need, yes. yeah, I need somebody to go ahead and start ripping my snaps. Yeah, because I wouldn't that would see be them. great. I think I before can. that happens, we still need y'all to make us a bounce beat out of one of these vocal sayings. A bounce beat, rip the snaps, <laughs> you know, just. Get the good ones now. Don't be getting the ones when I be like out here trying to let your daddies know that I'm about to go out. You know, <laughs> get get the gems. Anyway, you can find me at Jazz on Your Mind. Y'all had a real good time seeing Solange on the snaps this weekend. All types of random happens, but usually you just see my face talking shit and listening to the songs that I want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's lit. But you can also find me on other platforms uh, as well. Twitter, what a, Instagram, jazz on your mind. Ashe. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips on Twitter, Instagram. And I must say, people have been hitting me up on Facebook, Jasmine, with lovely messages of support. I believe every word because Amber be organizing the fuck off her Facebook. I do. I just can't find the energy for Facebook. Do I organize? <laughs> How do I organize my Facebook? You know, you just be like, hey, y'all, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) And then everybody be like, (laughs) It's not true. It's so true. (laughs) Ain't it true? (laughs) Gen 9. I just love people. I love y'all so much. (laughs) They be like, is it okay for me to fangirl even though we went to coffee at 2 (laughs) o'clock? And you'd be like, yeah, it's cool. Yes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if you must. Y'all are chill, 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 chill. Chill, chill, chill. chill, 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 chill okay? Goddamn. Anyways, I'm on the Facebook. I'm still Amber from the block. I'm, I'm very much still Amber from I'm the block. I'm only a high priestess on Wednesdays. <laughs> and Friday when released. And Friday when I release. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I just wanted to send another reminder. Um, again, this Sunday is Mother's Day, Creator's Day as we're calling it. Um, and I want you all to still keep visiting the national bailout to free black mamas. And it's no more moneybell.org and that's where you can donate help bring some of these moms home uh article just came out that they'll be able to send home like 30 moms so far oh mm-hmm. yes and you know videos are being posted on the shade room yes we saw our boo roof with the <laughs> justice revolutionary yes. babies from power you mm-hmm. i love that woman so much she's so magical such a radical mama make sure you set your intentions it's a new moon y'all new For moon sure. it is um and yeah do we want to end with what is our hope for black features this week oh yes let's go i gotta go first yeah (laughs) (laughs) my dream for black futures is for black motherhood to be exalted celebrated fellowshiped in a way that honors the deep humanity as well as the deep godliness that is mothering and honor the power, love, sacrifice and labor in ways that goes beyond just giving them a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That actually supports uh, they're thriving, that supports their wealth building, that supports the generations that they are not only birthing, inheriting, um, taking on, and make sure that those generations can walk in that same greatness. Yes. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope or dream for Black Futures is that we will move beyond the celebration of biological mothers alone mm. on this Sunday. Um, and I commit, and one thing that I'm going to do this Sunday is celebrate everyone who's mothered me, everyone who I feel like I might have had a hand in uh, mothering other children. Just celebrate those relationships. I think we are leaving out a large part of the narrative by only focusing on biological mothering alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of the word biological for shit this evening. I've been reaching for it all. Yeah, there nights. are all so many. There's so many types of mothers. Like I'm gonna honor all types of mothers. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's the the baseline of Mama's Day of Four Together, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. My hope for Black Futures this week is... My hope for Black Futures, specifically Black mothers, is that they know that their best is good enough. And to release any shame or guilt of not being the mother that society tried to tell you you had to be in order to be a good mom. Regardless of it's biological, the aunties out there who are far and near, that your best, what you're giving, is good enough. And to chase your dreams. Because you deserve it. And your babies deserve it. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Mm. Gotta build a legacy. Gang, gang. Generations. Generations. Yeah. <laughs> Jen Stowe, thank you so much thank for, you for inviting me. allowing us to occupy your home and to have you on the show. I love you so Anytime, much. Southeast is for everybody. Hey, I should. Hey. Let these niggas know what's on the other side of that river, bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Again, y'all, please hit us up on the blackjoymixtape at gmail.com to send us some love, shout outs, your hopes for black futures, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blackjoymixtape. For sure. And make sure y'all using the hashtag blackjoymixtape. Please. Share your lessons, share your thoughts, share questions. You yes. know, every now and again, me and Amber are perusing, responding. Always. Don't be shy. You know, I understand a lot of y'all listening to us on the low because I see them numbers don't match them tweets. But it's all good. <laughs> but we some real ones, shrill ones. You know, don't be afraid. Say hi. Say hi. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jessica And you just listened to the Black Joy mixtape. Is it just me? Cause this piece is so good, I never ever fuck for free. <laughs>